<clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is October 25th, 2019. Yes, yes, it's Halloween. I am dressed up and got a great show for you. I want to cover some stated disclosure stuff, a lot of breaking stuff. Tom DeLong to the Stars Academy, partnering with the U.S. Army. We're going to cover all that stuff coming up. And Lauren Hansen called in with a cool ghost story. So stay tuned on Talk is Cheap. Welcome to Talk is Cheap, where cheap is talk on the K2D4 network, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your hosts, Dan Hofeld. Yes, yes, we're back. It's been a little while. I got Mr. None Other than Pete Hulblive over here. Hey, good evening, Dan. Oh, happy Halloween, man. Right? Things are creepy. Things are creepy. Uh, super glad that you busted out of the joint to come uh, run the show tonight for us. So This uniform, well, how the story goes, I'm not a big Halloween guy. My dad dressed me up as a clown. I was balling my eyes out back in the day. (laughs) I know I hate clowns. It's like, I don't like the movie It. Side issue. This is a jumpsuit. I used to be in a band. You know, you get those Halloween gigs. I needed Uh, something quick to throw on. Yeah, sure. So you're you're a prisoner guy then. And it's been sitting there ever since my band broke up. So it's been a few years. I actually took it out. I was like, oh, I know where it is. I took it out today. I was like, there's freaking lint and stuff on it. Oh, sure, yeah. Brushing it off. Chasing the mice out of the sleeves and stuff. But yeah, I don't see any holes, but we're still good. Yeah, no, it looks looks good. You you wear it well, so. Absolutely. Yep, me, I'm just wearing a tee. Oh, 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 did you see that? Sorry, my little friend hanging out with us there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm a... I, I don't have a costume on. I was telling Dan before the show, I'm in the middle of, like, moving some stuff and all of my cool stuff is uh in storage right now so sorry folks uh you know maybe i'll just uh, i'll say like my costume is i'm guy that gives a damn today so oh there you go you know i said i said uh if you have a half-ass halloween costume yeah yep well there it is i, <laughs> I consider I'm, it half i'm yeah i'm yellow shirt guy that works yeah so thank you guys for joining the show today wherever you're watching us we are back on a mixer I just re-established that connection. I had a little bit of issues with that. You had to like go through the videos and, oh, it's a safe community. You don't want to talk bad on here, all that good stuff. But I got through that, and we're still on Twitch, YouTube, and I started a DLive account. Um, have to see how that turns out, but I, I just recently started that. And, of course, a big shout-out to those listening on the audio podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Play and Spotify for the big ones. There. See, I always forget that we're we're also on podcasts because you know I I, I do a lot of visuals, not a lot of visual. I do some visual stuff, and so I need to be sure uh-huh. to, to explain it for those folks that don't have the video. I would like to welcome Child seventy three twenty eight and Chad to the chat. A little little light on the chat tonight, but maybe some folks will join us. That's cool. Uh, love to see you down there. And we got 18 people watching, so that's oh, cool. Good. Awesome. Oh, Creative Goddess. Missed her. Sorry about that. Or him. You never know. These days, whatever's cool. Absolutely. So, I guess we'll start off with our call from Lauren. She called in and uh, had an interesting story to tell. So, let's just listen in and uh, we'll give our take on it. Hey, Dan and Pete. This is Lauren, um, Quantum Explorer. And um, I just wanted to share a quick uh, spooky story with you for Halloween, uh, for your Halloween episode. It's actually not that spooky of all the uh, ghost stories and uh, paranormal that I've experienced personally in my life. This is probably the least spooky one. (laughs) But I find it to be interesting um, because of the situation and the circumstances. It is um, verifiable by my brother who saw the same thing as I did. And uh, we all know how much our friend Dan loves uh, the facts and proof. (laughs) So I thought that I would share this story. Um, I I was uh, 16. My brother was uh, 15 years old. So that rules out the uh, possibility of, you know, childhood imagination. Um, We were both completely sober, obviously. Um, Uh We were 
just coming home from helping uh, my mom go grocery shopping, we were helping her bring in the groceries. And just to kind of explain how our house was laid out at that time, um, to get to the kitchen, you had to walk past a hallway um, where that went to the front door, and there was a dining room on the right and a, a bathroom, or I mean a um, laundry room on the left. There was a bathroom too, but for the sake of this story, just try to keep it simple. Um, so we were rounding the corner, our arms full of groceries, and we kind of paused and looked up. Um, like a sixth sense sort of thing, I guess you could say. And there was um, a man, a solid figure, that walked from the right, so from the dining room into the laundry room. So from the right side of the hallway to the left side of the hallway. And um, I would describe this man as, he was small, um, maybe about 5'5", five, five, and he wasn't walking on the floor. He was raised up the floor a little bit. He was wearing um, a black cape that covered his head with a hood, and the mm. cape came down to about um, uh, past his thighs, so between his knees and his thighs, I would say. And he had these long um, black boots that came up to his knees, kind of like... Um, I don't, I hesitate to say what time period necessarily because people have worn long black boots, you know, for, for many <laughs> centuries, but, um, I would say kind of like the Three Musketeers like, yeah, or maybe 1700s you know sort of, um, and so he was wearing like tight pants, I guess you could say, and, um, oh, yeah. he was clutching something to his chest like I don't know if it was a book but I would say that like it was he was clutching something that in a way as if it were a large book or if as if it were like a, sa a satchel or um a sack of some of some kind like so he was striding and had the, this long stride like he was moving quick he was getting trying to get somewhere fast and was holding this thing um, and he, it was almost like, I don't, there was no acknowledgement of us, um, and which is kind of different from my previous or from any other paranormal experiences, mostly when you have a paranormal experience, there's like an interaction of some kind, which is what makes it kind of spooky. But in this case, it was like we were just seeing into another dimension or something, this man. Um, and because there was, it was like watching a movie or something, like he didn't even see us. And I looked at my brother and he looked at me and I said, did you see that? And he said, I saw that. <laughs> and um, what is so weird after that is then... As we're still standing there, the man walks back from the laundry room back into the dining room with the same uh, stride, like he's got business to take care of. And um, it wasn't scary at all. My brother and I have some other shared paranormal experiences that are definitely um, a lot more frightening, um, but this wasn't. It was just kind of like, okay, that happened. It was very, very strange in that way. Like, um, there seemed to be no interaction with this entity at all, but very clearly we both saw it. We both, um, you know, I asked him about it a few months ago if he remembered it, and he and he does remember it exactly the same as, as I do. So um, that's my story. Um, I hope you guys have fun uh, chewing over the evidence there. <laughs> and um, I love everyone and talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. What do you think about that? Dude, that's crazy. Uh, you know, th that's what I, you know, what I like so much about these firsthand accounts is that, and we've, no, we, I guess we've known, known Laura, I'll air quotes it. We, I don't think, I, I've never met Lauren. Did you, did you meet her in oh, yeah. Arizona? Yep. Arizona? Okay. I haven't. So I don't know, but it's like, just listening to the tone and, uh, you know, hearing the person that witnessed it tell it, just it, it, 
it, it's so much better than just reading a story online or something like that. So um, pretty cool. It, it's Jesus. <laughs> Man, how'd that get there again? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. I, if, if I, that spider, it's just uh, keeps showing up. But the fact is that it's like, it wasn't like a, you know, when we talk about, you talked about yep. the ghosts the other week that they're yep. see-through, they're wispy. Yeah, no, it's, this it's was like a, solid, a solid figure. Yeah. So what what if it was more of not so much a spiritual ghost type thing, but as as Lauren mentioned kind of early on, that it was like maybe looking into a different dimension or something. And we, you know, when we did the ghost episode, we didn't really, you know, get into the differences or whatever of, of dimension, you know, seeing through into different dimensions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess that, you know, that is um, a possibility. Maybe that's what a lot of these ghost sightings are, even even if they're wispy or whatever. But um, I, I don't know. I guess I w- would have reacted a little differently seeing a guy in and th- another thing too is, boots walking through my house. She has another witness. So you got two yeah, witnesses yep, there. You got, yep. And... You know, one time you can write it off as your eyes were seeing something, but yeah, it came but, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then That's... did you see that? And then all of a sudden <laughs> it walked back across. I would be like, I, I don't even know. I would freak out probably. It was just like with me when I I released a sh- uh, video last week about seeing numbers when I wake up. You see it the first time. You're like, oh, my mind is making something up. But mm-hmm. you see the same thing again. It's like, okay, now, I, now no, there's something to this. So. Yep. So yeah, very interesting. Well, yeah, that's uh, I cool, uh, you know, uh, cool account, um, Lauren. That was kind of neat. Uh, I kind of want to hear about your other scary or experiences too, just uh, for my own edification. But uh, and also, it sounds like I need to hang out with you and your brother more because cool sh- stuff happens to you. So awesome. Well, we'll see. You know, Dan. Um, uh, as far as ghost stories go, you're familiar with the Remington House, right? With the wife of the guy that invented the the Remington firearm, having yeah, to, having to build it, yeah, that would that sure. one to, for me always sticks out as kind of just is as a notable haunting. Can you just tell in, it in a nutshell, quick? Well, in a nutshell, is the wife of I forget the guy's name, uh, dude that invented the Remington firearms. Um, apparently, he was always guilty or whatever, or felt guilty of doing that because of the the associated death uh, with them, but uh, apparently. His wife was building a house out west somewhere and was getting um, spoken to by spirits, you know, interactive with spirits that basically said, you need to keep building. Uh, you can never stop construction on the house. Otherwise, we're going to, like, you know, possess you or, you know, do bad things to you, whatever. Um, and then she was getting the architectural designs from these spirits she was talking to. So there's, like, stairways leading into the ceiling and doors that open up to nothing mm. and stuff like that. So that one's uh, a pretty interesting one. I guess I, I don't know what struck me about that. It was just we are talking ghosts, Halloween stuff. So um, as far as, like, uh, that sort of stuff, that's always been an interesting uh, account Well, it's interesting me. to talk about because uh, Alex Jones talks about this where these tech companies— these guys are doing, uh, dang it, I always got to get these clips right. Oh, sure. Oh, it was probably right up here. They were jacking DMT 70 years ago. Taking DMT. <laughs> okay. That was worth the wait. That tapping, was pretty good. Tapping into these different realms. Yeah. And then getting this technology from the spirit world. Oh. So yep. when you've mentioned that, that kind yeah. of brings a bell to that. Yep, that's interesting. And, you know, there's other, uh, you know, accounts of people communicating with the afterlife or spirits or whatever and getting all sorts of interesting information, isn't there? Oh, yeah. So I w- if, if there's any spirits listening tonight, please visit me. Tell me some lottery numbers, man. At Oya. Yeah, we Oya need that, big right? time. And back to Lauren's story, I almost kind of think that that's, she was seeing into the past maybe could be when you yeah, think or of a just, musketeer guy yeah yeah or you know when you're talking about the infinite different possibilities and dimensions it could be past present or future you know right neil swan in the chat says there's a show about the remington house yep cool 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 yep the remington house thanks thanks neil so i think i'll just get on that was all for the halloween stories today <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, I guess. Um, you know, years ago I mentioned on the show uh, my experience when I was like five, four or five or six years old. It was I was young, probably four or five years old uh, when I was sleeping in bed. And there's and for those that you know don't want to go back through the archives and watch it, but anyway, I was like the only thing remotely 
like ghost-like or whatever that I experienced was when I was about five years old. I remember I was sleeping in bed and I was still still to the point where um, uh, I the hallway light would be left on for me and the door was cracked, you know, so I was pretty young. My sister, who was still living in the house with us, because she's um, older than me, had a room down the hallway. And anyway, I remember seeing a silhouette come to the door, you know, like somebody standing at the door and then the door slowly opened. And all I remember is all I could see was black figure silhouette. It was this I, is like shadow people. Then. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, but it was a form. There was no like it. It looked like smooth. Like there wasn't hair on. It. I don't remember seeing any flowing hair or whatever. And I didn't move. I couldn't move. I, I was so young, you know. And two arms went underneath me uh, while I'm laying in bed. Went under the blanket and started slowly lifting me up. And I got about a foot off the bed, and I somehow snapped out of it. And I started screaming. And I remember specifically that. Whatever it was disappeared or dropped me or what I don't I can't say it disappeared but it was like instantly it dropped me because I remember bouncing back off the bed like I was dropped and like just a second or two like two seconds later my sister who was in her room down the hallway like comes flying in the room turns on the light what's wrong and I'm like screaming and saying oh someone tried to pick me up or something like that and that's and gone you know of course nothing like that it wasn't it wasn't my sister doing anything like that but it was that's the weirdest thing but and that yeah. was only like happened once just you? once yeah mm. yep you know the whole event probably took 10 seconds 15 seconds probably but oh it still sticks with me today well, that's crazy stuff Yep. hey i want to make a comment too uh i see there's a bunch more folks in the the chat and my god i love it we've got global representation that's all i saw australia british columbia um oh where, where else uh, holland i saw Drag- Scot- Scotland was on there too. Scotland on there, yep. Australia, well, did see. I say that already? Portugal. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, hopefully, you don't think that all Americans are what's represented in our media. So please, some not all of us are 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 uh, crazy people. So anyway, we'd love for you to come over here and have a beer. Have a beer. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Yes, it does, Dan. Okay, so. Um, let's get back to the state of disclosure. This is some very important stuff. A lot has happened since I've last talked about uh, some of the, the UFO things. And you mentioned this when I, you came in the door. You're mm-hmm. like, are you going to talk about the Tom DeLong and the Army thing? It's like, this is a huge That thing is here. huge, Dan. So let's break this down. This is the uh, PR piece on the To The Stars Academy website. This was on October 17th. This came out. TTSA announced today that... A cooperative research and development agreement with the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities and Development Command to advance. See, these are tongue twisters when they make these things. Yeah. Anyway, the Army and TTSA, uh, they're going to work together with material and technology innovations in order to develop enhanced capabilities for Army ground vehicles. So this is how they're going to start releasing this to the public, saying... We don't know what this thing is in the sky, but we got this material. We reverse engineer it, give it to the army. They can put that into space force, protect us, yep. and they can announce the alien presence. That's pretty much the whole. That's the, in, a, in a nutshell. In that's kind of yeah. what's going on. You know what's interesting? I see in that second part you have highlighted on there: material science, space time, metric engineering, quantum physics. Can I inter- can I interject here quickly? Go and for it. Uh, Google's announcement of quantum supremacy. Mm. Did you come across that at all? There, I heard the quantum computer thing. Yeah, that, yeah and they yeah. declared quantum suppress, supremacy. Well, of course, there's people that are saying not quite so fast. But anyway, you know, Google is on the, on the edge of uh, quantum computing, and I think um, that that will play a major role in uh, how this will develop. I mean, you need, you need this, the software oh, yeah. and the co- co- uh, computing power to back up this stuff. Yeah, but like you said here, material science, space-time metric engineering, quantum physics, beamed energy propulsion, and active, active camouflage. camouflage. And they've got forms of active camouflage already oh, yeah. today. I mean, we've, we've, we've looked at that years ago. And this is to help the Army's systems, which we know they have that, of course. Yep. Well, you know, these corporations are getting pretty upset, Dan, that um, their oil fields are getting, you know, potentially compromised. So we're, we're stepping up the game to help uh, keep the billionaires making money. Well, Steve Justice, he was the, 
He worked on Skunk Works for Lockheed Martin. Mm-hmm. He's working for To The Stars Academy. He's the COO. He says, while the Army has specific military performance interests in the research, much of the work is expected to have dual-use applications in support of TTSA's path to communications. Commercialization. Commercialization and public benefit mission. So now they can say, we reverse engineered this, we gave it to the military, we can bring it to the public. Yep, to no, yep absolutely. Use. You know what's, what's funny about that, though? It's like, I, part of me thinks that if the military really did get, like, the goods that they would boot to the Stars Academy out to the That's curb. That's what's so freaking funny about this. They don't need Tom along with, what do they have, a handful of people in their organization to research this stuff to give it to the Army. It's like this is such a joke. This is just front for the people to yeah. see. And if anybody thinks that these guys are cutting edge, it's, it's a freaking joke. It's laughable. Yeah, right? Yeah, what, what, what? How does that even get set up? It's only just for the public awareness Yeah. to use them as the, the tool. Yep, as the, yeah, the vessel to deliver. So here, this is off futurism. They give a little more in-depth on the uh, uh, partnership here. So it's going to be a, like a $750,000 partnership. It's supposed to expire in five years unless they renew. And it will be spent on personnel facilities, equipment, and other resources. And of course, it says to see if... It can use TTSA's materials and advanced technologies to advance its ground vehicles. So we need Tom DeLong's To the Stars Academy to help us. Yeah, I mean, who do you pitch that to, uh-huh. Dan? <laughs> That's a joke. That is interesting. It's like Steve Justice was working at Lockheed Martin. He already made this stuff, developed it, gave it to the Army in the secret program, and now he's so got to come just, back and do it again yeah. for the public site to oversee it. Yeah, so they can bring it in and not just say, hey, everybody, we got this. Yeah, they can play yeah. uh, idiot. And not to mention, so put this together with the the vault they have. They call it the vault where they're going to have this app where everybody, you like you and I, can yep. have UFO sightings document them. But also the military can do that as well and uh, collaborate with that project, put their stuff in there. Mm-hmm. We've seen that already with the Navy and the Nimitz thing. Yep. Put that in there. Have this whole database. We don't. We they say we didn't know what it is. Uh, now they got this meta material. Switching over here real quick, because this is a big important thing. Tom DeLong tweeted out this photo here. So TTSA has acquired exotic material UAP with hallmarks of advanced material engineering. Eighty. Exact layers of three alternating elements. It's part oh. of an engineered system. It may hold the keys to an entirely new propulsion breakthrough. So now this piece here is rumored to come from Linda Moulton Howell, the but, UFO researcher. Yep, yep. I was just watching a show with her last night. And there's there's things that people are saying, you know, she's kind of backed by Lawrence Rockefeller, part yep. of the deep state, and so is Stephen Greer. Yep. Um, he was in the same show. They say Lawrence Rockefeller is a better one, but who knows anymore? Um, it's pretty complex. But backing up, you got the material. So they get this stuff. Oh, we just got this material from Linda Moulton Howell. She's had it for how long? So Steve Justice is looking at that. He's going to reverse engineer these parts. Yep. And then build this new propulsion system and then give it to but, the army and then they can finally give it to the civilians. Well, and what doesn't make sense to me, Dan, is mm. that we're taking alien UFO technology, allegedly, and we're using it to advance our ground vehicles. Okay, well, whatever. It's like, well, oh, I'm going to reverse engineer this airplane to make my four-wheeler go faster. Well, they got to take it one step at yeah, a time. Right, before they start just so yeah. get people, okay, we got a ground vehicle that you can like, like it hovers above the ground and takes zero energy. Yep. People can process that in their head. And all right, we now we can do it in another five years where we're in the air. Yeah. Okay. And this is all coinciding with NASA going to the moon, then going to Mars. Mars. Yep. And yeah, because they're Which has be, already been done. See, because probably they need to, yeah, because once we start building stuff officially, you know, or publicly on the moon, you know, you have to kind of explain the technology development along the way, mm-hmm. right? And the the thing with this, doing it this way, like you said, it'll be easy to explain 
and the government's not going to get fingers pointed at them by the public saying, you lied about this. Yeah, because you had this the whole time. Yep. And yep. And that's what they're f- afraid oh, of is that backlash. Yep. But now they can have this. They said, no, we found it through here. They just happened to be making all these advances and they're listening to a rock star that ran around naked on music videos. And Did he really? What's my age again? Look around on a Friday night. Okay, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, not really much into, was it Blink-182, I like a right? couple other songs. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to lie, but okay. I grew up with that stuff. Yep. They were around. I just never got into them. That was pretty good, though. Okay, so back to the material here. I think I read that some people say it looks like metal slag, and I guess it kind of does, but until you get under a microscope and cut it in half, you're really not going to know. Now that, now that the group is getting the resources it needs to study those materials maybe it'll have a better chance of figuring out just what exactly yeah. it's gotten i would like to know it. what kind of equipment that they've got right now to study the materials i mean is it a jeweler's loop and a magnifying glass microscope yeah i mean uh-huh. yeah i mean that's what i'm wondering you know cut that sucker in half and but look, yeah, look it's gonna it. go quickly and uh it's just, I'm so sick of the suppression, but I mean, it, you can see how things are really firing up. And now I'm going to show you my favorite weasel. <laughs> this is uh, Stephen Colbert. He had Neil, Grass, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson on. And they talked about some interesting stuff on here. So let's listen to this clip. Uh, exploring the unknown. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I constantly have up on my desktop, on my computer, is the live feed from the International Space Station. Very nice. Okay? Yeah. I want to see what's going on on planet Earth around Mm -hmm. there. For weeks now, this is what it says on the ISS feed. Mm -hmm. It says, previously recorded. (laughs) (laughs) What do they not want us to know, Neil Tyson? He does look kind of guilty, though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, like he knows something. Yeah. What are you scientists hiding? Uh, it's I, aliens. I am not authorized to divulge. Yes. He's, he's laughing, no, no, but he's probably So it, it is true that if it were aliens, the first thing they'd take out is your ability to monitor the Earth. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so it's say consistent you, with that. I say to you, aha, Neil Tyson. No, no I'm, sorry. I'm not <laughs> saying it is aliens. I'm saying if aliens wanted to, like, first poke into our situation, they would make us blind and not have us see what we're up to. No, I'm not saying the aliens are doing it. I'm saying that NASA is shutting it down so we can't see the aliens. Oh! We're being protected from this knowledge by our own government. Oh! You know, the snake-like UFOs over the western states, that oh. cluster of lights off of the coast of oh, North you Carolina. you think the you government not- is competent enough to pull that off? Or laugh it off. Yeah, right, yeah, ha, ha, ha. No, yes, absolutely, the small cells are perfectly... See, people think that the government, that every little thing in the government that goes on, everybody else in the government knows about. I mean, it's such a, it's such a farce, you know? Yeah, I've had discussions with people at work about this. Like, if the, anybody knew something, it would leak out somewhere. It's like, yeah. no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, you've got people that blindly follow orders to do weird shit. They'll go into somebody's house and put three bullets in their head without oh, even absolutely. asking because that's what they're fucking... Uh, <laughs> we're live oh sorry because that's what their you know commanding officer said i apologize i apologize we have a family audience yeah sorry if anybody's offended <laughs> that I, was wrong and i won't do it again well i can't guarantee that <laughs> uh so anyway uh you know it's I, I anyway i could go on about that i don't but, think it's as hard as they is is as hard to keep quiet as they they make it yeah so. and then bringing this through a late night talk show they can laugh about it get it start getting this into people's awareness a little bit uh because you would think Colbert, he always talks about people being crazy. The aliens are here to get us. And now he's trying to pull that mm-hmm. side. The first thing I it. thought when I saw it was pre- previously recorded, well, crap, there's there's ships now in orbit around they don't want us to see. Well, do you remember it was like two weeks ago where a, a new thing that uh, people claimed that they saw an alien craft cross the corner of the mm-hmm. live feed? And that was just a couple weeks ago. So that it would happens make all per- the time. Yeah. And now and maybe they moved in uh, uh, the fleet. I'm gonna f- let's finish this clip up. <laughs> Let me tell I'm, you. I'm just saying. Last week, NASA's chief scientist said NASA is close to making an announcement about life on Mars, and that we, the human race, 
are not ready for it. Yeah. Come on, that's saying that we know, but we're not going <laughs> to tell you. So first, I'm worried that I'm ready for it, and that might mean I'm not part of the human race, given the <laughs> logic of that sentence. Fun. So you're ready for it? Oh, totally. I'm ready for it, too. Are you? See, look at how he does that. Well, here's the thing. If you aren't ready for it, would you know you're not ready for it? Or would no, you actually you wouldn't. find point. it? If you actually found out there was even microbial life that was native to Mars, maybe the top of your head would just blow off. If we discovered <laughs> life elsewhere in the universe, it would signal a change in the human condition. Absolutely. That we it would. cannot foresee or imagine. Because the first thing and, we want to know is, is afraid it of what will happen. <laughs> Astrophysically, it is practically as interesting if we found mats of microbial life as it would if it was like a green alien with a ray gun because it's life somewhere off of earth that's the, the that's the boundary we'd be crossing in our, our life in, in, in our 70s. quest that's what to i'm gonna bring up oh, ignorance into knowledge do, do you think that it would it would unite humanity there is good a key point word. so so i don't know for sure but i can tell you Given how tribal we have all been, especially in recent years, where we are finding reasons to yeah. separate how ourselves more and divisive? fight, to find Who's life somewhere that? else might be the first occasion to unify Earth as a tribe of its own. And they don't want, the powers that be don't want that to happen. There's too much money uh, in borders and wars. So, yeah, unite. My switcher. Get her here. This brings up, there's a lot of issues with this. Number one, we have Warner Von Braun's warning about the alien card about us to unite against the alien. Well, that's actually uh, Ronald Reagan. But the last card was going to be the alien threat to bring that in, to unite humanity, to fight one outer person. <clears throat> Another thing here, the Late Late Show. So he's talking about unifying humanity. Who's pushing division night after night? The Late Show. Yeah, right. So that pisses me off when he does that, because that's why I call him a weasel. Yeah, well, that's what pays for his mansion on the hill, man. So he obviously does what he's told to do, Colbert. Yep. Well, he's obviously being told, start bringing up this alien stuff. Let's start getting this out there. Now, he just mentioned this, the NASA thing. Uh, this was... Uh, so, headline, CNN, when or if NASA finds life on Mars, the world may not be ready for the discovery, the agency chief says. And that was Jim Green, spokesperson for NASA, saying, we discover something, we're not going to be ready for it. How does that strike you? I think that that's just some, well, actually, I tend to agree with some of it. I mean, it will cr completely melt some people's brains. The thing is, Dan, you and I and our viewers are average or above average intelligence, okay? The problem is, is that there's an awful lot of people that are below average intelligence and it would rock their world. What ticks me off is that now you've got just you know, again, a small group of people determining what's best for everybody. The thing is, it's like we were always called cookie and we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, and now it's it's coming. It's going to happen, Dan. I, I hope we live long enough to see it because it's it's happening slowly. And now the stuff, even four or five years ago when we started the show, Dan, some of the topics we talked about were in that realm. Oh, you're just crazy. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden pedophilia rings are being exposed and some of these conspiracies are like, Oh yeah, there's some truth to that. Now um, it's, it's, it's going to happen and, and we may not be alive to get our vindication, but it, it's coming. Uh, I disagree. I think this is going to happen fairly quickly. I hope you are right. Dan. I would say at the longest 20 years. Good. I hope you're right. I hope you can right. just tell by the way, they're just ramping things up. They actually have no choice. If uh, things are going to get crazy, we're going to start seeing more and more UFOs. They're going to mm -hmm. have to get yep. in front of that. I just, I'm still waiting to see mine. So, oh, yeah, that's right. I did. I don't, did I say this on the show? After East SETI, it was like a week after. It was I came home from work. It was late at night, like 2 in the morning. Put my mind and thought out there. I want to see it. Because you're supposed to be able to do that when mm -hmm. you, after you come from East SETI. And... 
sure enough, one showed up and it actually did a power up for me. And yeah, you mentioned it to me. I don't know if you mentioned it to the folks, yeah, I, I can't folks out there in internet land. But that was no, wow. and you know, I haven't tried it. And, and this time of year, right now, Dan, when it's getting cool like that at night, boy, it's great star stargazing time up here. Cold for me. Ah, just uh-huh. Dress appropriately. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And welcome back to Talk is Cheap on the K2D4 Network. Another article here. I just saw this one today. I thought I would just add it to the show. Alien breakthrough. Life on Mars could be discovered in just five years, says experts. So they're already ramping up to this, of course. They say it's going to be microbial. Not that breaking. We should have had this back when I was in elementary school. They should have said we said found some microbial life on Mars. No one would have gave a rat's ass. No. No. We would have been so much further. Supposedly there was a whistleblower that said that NASA did discover it. Oh, oh darn it. <laughs> and he leaded right in. Yep, here you go. Yep, I, I, was, I, I thought that you, I didn't think you were going to get to that. But well, this yeah. is on Natural News. Uh, he covered the whole oh, thing. Oh, and there, a Adams. lot of other websites covered this. This um, So it's vindicated. This, this uh, uh-huh. has been running a lot. Oh, Biker Babe. Should mention this in the chat real quick. Oh, biker babe, how's it going? She says she saw a UFO on the way out to East City. Oh, I believe it. Well, that's a long way to bike. I can't. She biked all the way from. Yeah, motorcycle. But I just motorcycle, wanted to for, for, yeah. yeah, she rode a motorcycle from Michigan <laughs> out to Washington State. That gal is the real deal, and she's super cool. That's insane. Yep. So I have mad respect. So back to the article. After detecting life on Mars in 1976 and sweeping it under the rug, NASA banned life detection experiments to hide the truth from the world. So this is a former NASA engineer. His name is Gilbert V. He came out and he said he was the one that designed the experiment that confirmed the presence of life on Mars. This was the Viking mission Mm -hmm. uh, that went to Mars in 1976. And they had four positive results supported by... Five varied controls. Space Force. Space Force, yes. So 4,000 miles apart. So it's like you could say, oh, it was a bad area. You're getting false positives. No, there's four different results. 4,000 miles apart. Microbial respiration. So Mm -hmm. right there, they could have just let it out. No one would have gave a rat's ass. No well, one gives a shit about micro. And, and they're, they're, they're letting us know about the methane, right? And they're saying, oh, it might be microbial, <laughs> you know, uh, microbial cycles and stuff. The methane they're detecting on Mars. So again, 76 that was now to now is 43 years. Is that right? Yeah. yeah that was, was terrible. I was born in 76 and that's it. So 43 years. Okay. Um, yeah. well, that should be easy. <laughs> yeah. It took me a second to get there. Uh, so yeah, 43 years from when they actually discovered it to now they're saying they might, they think they might be able to discover it in a few years. So it's going to be close to 50 years. Okay. Then this article continues <laughs> because they, NASA talked about how, uh, there's no atmosphere in the media for how long? So NASA engineers have installed a miniature helicopter on the space agency's Mars 2020 rover. Mars, so according to NASA and the entire news media, Mars has virtually no atmosphere. Obviously, a rotor-powered aircraft don't function without an atmosphere since they can't produce lift in a vacuum. <laughs> so, oh! <laughs> and of course, this is the piece... POS. <laughs> That's what they're doing? No. NASA's a such a no. joke. No. Look at their. I not- refuse to believe that. That's on a freaking gym floor or something. It's not powered either. It's, there's a tether on it. That, that can't. They're just be. showing how they built this. Like, this maybe this is a little miniature one, how it's not going to crash because it can just bounce. Oh, my. You can build that out of like small, thin fishing. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, stuff. get me a drone and some plastic straws, which are going to be hard to come by soon enough. Oh, that's I don't I don't know. So if anybody wanted to uh, see, I've I've covered the NASA that- thing before about the Mars and how it's all like seems really faked, like very chintzy for millions of dollars. Oh yeah, that, that can I don't stuff. buy that for a second. I think it's all cover up. But yeah, it's uh, 
Right in your face. <sighs> That's ridiculous. So um, I wanted to mention this quick. We got a, there's still a bunch of bombshells article here, but I was, this is a good mention. Stanton Freeman, the UFO researcher, passed away in May of this year. And now his archives are getting picked up by some other researchers. And they have this here. Uh, claims to be a sample fragment from the Roswell, New Mexico crash. Again, we can't prove anything here with folks, but I thought it'd be interesting just to show it this. It looks like the boot from the Monopoly game. It could be like a piece of solder. So yeah, really don't know. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and sorry about that. Uh, you know, why did he get a bigger piece? Come on. Well, that's who sent it to him. Well, I mean, why didn't the other guy get a bigger piece? It's too bad. I that's suppose all, that's all that broke off. I yeah, don't, I was gonna say. Yeah, I suppose when you're there and you're stuffing stuff in your pockets, you wanna keep it small. So some other news. Which one's this? Fukushima. Now the Fukushima <sighs> disaster happened really? back in 2011. But you know it's getting to be critical mass right now because they got to dump all that dang nuclear exactly. water into the ocean. Uh -huh. Yeah, because they actually did say they're going to dump it in the yeah, ocean. Yep, yep. Uh, which they've probably been doing already. Two hundred anyway. million tons of of uh, yeah of affected water. This could be similar to the, um, it, you know when we were going to launch nukes at everybody and they were shutting down nuclear missile sites. So I've seen other videos of UFOs over Fukushima. They kind of appear like it was more of a handheld video camera. This is actually like a web camera that's sitting here. Uh, recording over the whole plant and there's these five for those listening these five dots here on screen above it and they're kind of just sitting there and it's like well you could say it's filming out of a window and there's lights on in the in the background in the house. okay yeah. i should really try to remake one of those some night and just i could maybe see that but so these actually start moving if they all stayed with like in the same yeah, if they all stay in the same relationship with one another, I believe the light thing, unless he, like, deliberately set up some uh, elaborate light-moving thing. Okay, that's pretty cool, man. So, yeah, lights up. The one on the far right now is moving over a little bit. Yep, I see that. And actually leaving a little trail behind it, too. Yeah, it looks like a little, yeah. Wow, that one's really powering up there. So this is actually a 28-minute minute video. And it just, it, okay, so yeah, skip ahead. Yeah, it's that, that one's like leaving a comet trail. Now what happened? They moved. Yeah, that's, that one there on the right went left. Or, excuse me, on the, the middle there went left. Doing power-ups. Now we can speculate at what they're doing here. I think they're taking, like, Face force. readings and stuff and measurements. Okay, now. I think they're actually... Helping remove radiation. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot going on here with how much has been released. I mean, yeah, because it, it's been leaking into the ocean, but they're like, but they've been trying to contain some of it. But now they're like to the max on capacity. Yeah. And they, oh, that one on the left powered up there. But this is like, so, so for somebody to fake this with a window, you're going to have to have a, a intensity, a light that's shifting intensity. You know, you can move around and not get your reflection mm -hmm. in there as well. Could it be possible to do that? Sure. So do we see at the end when they disappear? I mean, that, that, see, that's the thing is like, okay, you know, the video just there. cuts. What happens? Like, I would like to see when they disappear or if the sun comes up, you know? So by the way, this happened on June 26th of this year. I think it actually said in here, if I remember right, that it just disappeared these ufos appeared at 2 a.m then stayed around until 4 but disappeared at dawn and it seemed to have appeared again about 2 a.m the 2 next day so yeah i suppose they just you know as they it's like with stars too as it gets lighter out that everything just kind of fades yep they don't necessarily have to move i mean those you know you can't really tell that those might may have not been over fukushima directly but rather way out past you know in the atmosphere so i'm sure they could do a lot of that what they need to do remotely yep oh cool yeah so this here 
I thought this was interesting to show. Uh, we talk about, you know, we're in Wisconsin here. So up in Superior, in the northern Wisconsin part there, uh, UFO sighting on Saturday night, October 19th. So a week ago, less than a week ago. So let's just play oh, this guy's uh, video for an account. And uh, listen My in. math is bad. All right, so when it was coming at me, it was uh, who's this it guy? Wasn't right above me, but it was high. I mean, the, the UFO is... and when it came, it was kind of coming is over he, the top what is of he? me. So it's just saw a civilian a yeah. shape that kind of looked I'm trying like to so think. Is he in his coming office at, me. at work or does pe no, do people have more of an angle? I'm not that great of an artist or something, but you can like see that. that it was like a darker color and reflective, like um, like a polished piece of coal in a way, you know. But then well, we have any other colors here. Oh, is that a bear's green, poster? There was like there was glow of lights. <laughs> That's what you're concerned on about. On it, I'm just it's, a, it's a reflection right of his judgment and credibility. They were dim, which was really weird. You always thought they'd be bright, but they'd be dim. And then when it turned, it did not bank. It just moved in a way that it was going um, to what would be the east direction. And I'm trying to do this with the the best angle that I can here. So when he's drawing but this, for those listening, it's, like it's a V-shape. And then you can see those lights again. Lights on it. Clearer. And at the entire time that it was going, um, and like, like I said, it was darker, and you can see reflective of the city lights off of it. It was almost like, you know, it, it had reflectivity to it. And as it went off, it didn't make any sound. There was never any engine noise. There was never any rotor wash. There was nothing. And it just, it, it didn't look, it was, it, it never appeared to be flying. It appeared to just be moving in the sky effortlessly. And that was what the most unsettling thing was. So, you know, anybody else saw anything, but that's, and there's a lot of reports I've been seeing and looking that this is, this isn't un uncommon at all. This is a very common UFO sighting. And I saw it. Well, I personally think that that one is a reverse engineered GF3B? military craft. No, so, not a tier not about of, of that vein. Reverse engineered craft. Yeah, I guess probably uh, a. Uh, so that was Ken one. Hayes, right? His name was Ken Hayes. Yeah. Why did he have an like a ID badge or a name tag for Josh hanging on the wall? Anyway, sorry. Well, it's an office, I suppose. Yeah. He I don't have all the answers. Dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just like. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, good for him. Saw a UFO. Wish so, I could. Back to my original point. Stuff's becoming more common. Mm -hmm. I bet you actually they're getting authorization to do this stuff more, so the public starts getting awareness yep. about it. Well, and what's it interesting too is like the public isn't so quick to dismiss these people as crazy kooks now too. So they they're getting a little more foothold in the local medias and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool too. Because the attitude is changing. Child on the chat says. So if aliens were bears, bears fans, you would uh, care about them. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily not care about them. Uh, I would. I would think with their infinite wisdom, they would have been smarter. But I would lose. I would lose a little respect for them. I guess. Uh, oh boy. Oh yeah, rusty nuts. Not alien. U.S. Good call. That's a yep. Dano thinks. Absolutely. Man. Okay, so the big bombshell. We have more? Tying There's a bombshell? Together. Oh, yeah. Good job. So man. we got... Switcher here. U.S. Navy patent for nuclear fusion reactor supports claim of mile-long space carrier. Now, this was sent to me by Eddie. This is from ExoPolitics, Michael Sala's website. So we got a nuclear fusion reactor that can both generate enormous quantities of power and yet be small enough to be fitted on mobile platforms, including spacecraft. So this is a patent that was filed by the Navy for one of these reactors. We got plasma compression fusion device. I'll queue up the Star Trek. We need more power clip, right? You know, I mean, that's, you know, the, the fusion reactor. It does say that in there? Because of the fusion reactor? I don't know. It's something like that. Yeah, they have all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, one of our, one of, maybe one of our listeners is a big Trekkie, and they can clarify that for us. Current assignee, the U.S. Secretary of Navy. And at the last progress as of October 25th, that's today, folks, 2019, the application status is pending. Pending. Uh, some big, big stuff with that, because this is starting to open the gates for the disclosure. Um, again, this is all happening at once. We got 
we got these UFOs in the skies. We don't know what they are. Uh, we got some material. We don't know what it is. We're reverse engineering it. Yet the Navy's already got uh, this fusion reactor mm -hmm. that can. Well, and then I remember reading a couple weeks ago that they've got the they've made a breakthrough with um, like light sail propulsion now and can move very very small craft uh, and use the um, radiation the the you know from the that's traveling through the through the space to to catch that uh, light sails they, they call them yep. Well, Na the Navy also filed that patent uh, a few months ago for what was it like making making the mass of the the craft like so it's not um, what's the word am I looking for weightless or something like that not mm -hmm. like so you can easily glide. Put all these together. You got a spaceship, folks. <laughs> these yeah. are the puzzle pieces. And something that'll move, too. So this is, the inventor was Dr. Salvador Hayes. Works at the Naval Air Warfare Center Aircraft Division. And, okay, there, the, you, okay I'm not going to get into the technical aspects about this, but there was also another patent that Michael Sala talks about here. The electromagnetic field generator and method to generate an electromagnetic field. So that would generate the shield to protect the craft from missile attacks, coronal mass ejections, and other space degree. Again, you click on this link. This goes to a patent as well. Now, is that uh, electromagnetic field generator, is that also then going to help with um, uh, G-forces, like high-speed cornering G-forces and stuff like that? That's a good point. Is that it? I'm wondering if that's been theorized. If that, I think so, right? Isn't yeah, because you would have to get rid of the the inertia when yeah, you're taking yeah. sharp corners. Like yeah, because you can only accelerate so fast when you have an actual human being in there, unless you take away that. So this one also, again, assigned to the U.S. Secretary of Navy, same inventor, Salvatore Payas. He's the U.S. Secretary of the Navy, Salvatore Pace. Let's see what that happens when I click on his name. He's got a bunch of oh, stuff. Yeah. There was that other guy that had a bunch of crap, too, with the teleportation. And some people say that all these guys are just whacked out of their mind. And But if he can say that he's a Secretary of the Navy. Put all these together. High-frequency gravitational wave generator. So, you want to go harness some asteroids, Dan? You read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, put all these together. What do you got, Pete? Space, Space Force. Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So it, wow, Dan. Oh, it's coming, right? It is. That's Boy. why I really think it's not going to be uh, as long as we think. And he also goes into, I should mention briefly, uh, William Tompkins who came out as a whistleblower, he built these uh, craft, started with submarines, were able to take these into space, again, back in the late 1970s to early 80s. Tompkins claimed he worked on these, put them out in outer space. On a retrofitted nuclear submarine deployed into space? Yeah, they used subs because uh, the vessel allowed for being able to, you know, be tightly sealed for the atmosphere out in space. Well, the subs are backwards though cuz they have to they have to be sealed in under great pressure where, where in space it's a vacuum, right? Or not no pressure. But I don't know. That's interesting. But again, right here folks, the Navy's got these patents. They're going to use it for their thing. They can start bringing this out for yeah. Everyday people like you and I. And, you know, that'll be great for the military. They just plunk one of these things down and they got their their whole base powered and then some. Absolutely. And then we get into the free energy thing. So then. Yeah. Well, they'll have That's that. why they got to figure. I think another reason they're so scared about letting this out because then we get rid of the. You don't need money. It starts coming down to. It's or just, nearly as much. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Unlimited. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about. Do you have anything else you want to add on the. Disclosure stuff? That was No, about it that was a lot of stuff to, to chew at once. That was some good stuff, Daniel. Yeah, it felt good to uh, get it out. So I want to, this came up in our uh, our local paper, 
I'm a little sour about this one. I can't say some of the words. Um, people that are watching can see the words. Um, sorry for those listening. I'm going to do my best to say something that you can probably know what it is. But uh, A quick Google search. I think you'll be able to find what we're talking about. So Wisconsin Jury Awards 450K in blank Hooking defamation case. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin jury awards $450,000 in a defa- defamation case that uh, revolved around, um, can, we, can we say, like, uh, some young children in Audi East? Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> out East. Okay. It'll so, watch even the children were. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't say. Anyway. Yep. So, yeah. uh, anyway. So, anyway. Uh, but, yeah. For, so, this guy, let me, I'll break this down real quick he's here. He's a university professor. Yeah. So, we got. Uh, Minnesota Duluth professor. God, what was his name? Do you see it real quick? Uh, that's the guy. He's got to pay. That Fetzer. James Fetzer. James Fetzer. Yep. James Fetzer is the author of the book. So he's a professor, Minnesota. Wrote a book that said this tragedy didn't happen. Uh, then he got sued, and basically the jury awarded 450k to the guy who sued. For defamation. What do you know? What the defamation? No, it had to have been about the the the, the son, right? Because they he defamed the son, but the father had to sue him because the son's not eighteen. Because apparently it didn't happen, and <sighs> the kid is alive and well and run and going around and so that's and i yeah i don't know the details that much other than i was interested to see but the reason i get mad about this is because this really puts the precedent out you can't talk about that no free speech well yeah that's what that's what everybody's trying to do anyway you know you can't say this can't say that can't talk about this so somebody could easily go back to one of our other episodes where we, I did talk about this. Actually, that one episode got pulled off YouTube. I put it up on uh, BitChute if anybody wants to watch it where we talk about some of these things. They could sue me. I don't have $450,000 to give right. to somebody. <laughs> but what well, does that do? It puts the scared I, not to it, not talk it, about it. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a threat. And, uh, that's, if, that, it, if, it, if it doesn't, how can I put this? Just ignore it. People get so pissed off about it, and you get in this battle. It's called free speech. Well, isn't defamation? So, don't you have to prove that it harmed you in some way? That would be the you know. That's what I, I didn't know the definition have, of that word. I got to look that up. Well, there's uh, like slander and libel and defamation, and they're all different legally. But it's like defamation of character. What you know? Yeah. What is defamation of character? Google that. We'll get the official definition there. Defamation and. Wikipedia. So we got uh, is the oral written communication a false statement about another that unjustly harms their reputation and usually constitutes a tort of crime. Or a crime. So I guess the big thing is the uh, guy oh, wrote the defamation's book. reputation. Okay. The the guy wrote the book and other people were going after. Them. Dan, if I go telling people that you you got killed or you you died, how is that defaming you? How does that hurt your reputation? Well, I suppose people think you're dead. <laughs> maybe but, maybe with the the man thinking that he was part of the conspiracy to do this. This is so weird when he can't, can't say really the talk. Name. Yeah, to, to say names and stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think that people. Um, the media and just public are very overly sensitive about this particular instant, but in general. And so I'll, I'll tell you, if I was sitting, I, I don't know the facts, so I can't tell you. Maybe, but, maybe that was some nasty stuff. I don't know. Even so, the, the bottom line is it, it just makes that precedent that we're not going to, you can't talk about that because I don't want to get sued for $450,000. Free speech gone. Well, yeah. So again, Where's the thinking? And that's where the whole censorship on YouTube happens, and you start wondering what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, people don't want to tackle the topics and do research and get in trouble about it. So so with that, I think we'll uh, wrap up the show. Yeah, it was, it, that was a good one, Dan. 
I like that. Way to sum up a lot of that stuff really quick. So uh, I want to give a shout out to the uh, chat before we close yeah. up. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, much appreciated. And uh, always great to see you. We'll, um, yeah, we, do, we only do these about once a month, these yeah. live streams, but yeah, it's fun we, to get out again. Every five, six weeks. Yeah, it is fun. I want to give a quick, uh, I'll do that on a later episode. We got coming up, I'm going to be covering the Bermuda Triangle in a future episode, and you're going to be doing... We're going to, for our Thanksgiving episode, I'm going to bust out some truth about Thanksgiving, y'all. It's not as cool as we remember as kids. Kind of terrible, actually, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, yes. Well, that being said, Dan Holfeld signing off, Pete Holbleib. We'll see you guys later. Peace out, planet Earth. Thanks for listening. Visit k2d4network.com today.